0: Loving me, high and low, hot and cold. I looked everywhere for what I need, but now I know. Now I know. Welcome to SOS. I am your host Jennifer Elizabeth Masters, and I am back to loving me. How about you? Thank you for joining me tonight. Tonight's subject is Discover Freedom from Obstacles. Obstacles can show up in many ways as health issues, financial challenges, work-life balance, beliefs, decision-making, addictions, relationships, or even from our own perception. And often we're told we can't do something or we shouldn't do something we dream of by well-meaning friends or family. Has that ever happened to you? Because it sure did for me recently. Our ability to choose to overcome others' opinions and our personal limiting beliefs is just the beginning of what we're about to address. As a heart-based intuitive soul sculptor and healer, I assist you to chip away at whatever obstructs your health, happiness, or success so that you can have the life of your dreams. When our dreams seem blocked, what can we do? Challenges will always arise. Successful people will always find another way. And in this hour, you're going to receive the tools and processes to shift your perspective and open the door to infinite possibilities. So I hope you'll listen right to the end because it's going to be a very tasty, morsel of truth for you. Now, tomorrow is July the 4th. It's the holiday that represents freedom. And I thought it would be fitting to talk about freedom in a positive way tonight. So in advance, I'm wishing you all a happy and safe 4th of July. Now, for my family, the 4th of July can be sort of a a, mixed bag for us of emotions because my ex-husband died on the 4th of July and I'll tell you a little bit more about that because he is actually uh, the story. He's the story we're going to talk about tonight. Um, I will take callers towards the halfway mark. You can call into the show at uh, 888-627-6008 or 323-744-744. Four eight three one. My website, if you wish to contact me, is jenniferelizabethmasters.com. I have a business card at the top right of my website, a free download for you. And you can also find my books, Orgasm for Life, Odyssey, Victim to Victory, Sacred Relationships, on Audible and Amazon. My email is jenniferelizabethmasters at gmail.com. And yes, I do private sessions to help those guided to work with me, awaken, heal the past, find joy, happiness, live in the moment. And mention my radio show and you'll receive 20% off your first service. My goal is to give more so that you have more. More time, better relationships, and a happier life. That's what life is all about. And the way I help others is through personal experience of Healing, narcissistic abuse, sexual trauma, fibromyalgia, codependency, emotional pain, suffering, intense fears, and autoimmune disease. Let's see, cancer. All of this was healed by loving myself and developing a powerful healing technique. And it is my hope that what I share on this show will lift you and help you shift your perspective so that you can have the life of your dreams like me that you so desire and deserve. I'll help you expand your mind and the infinite possibilities available to you. Now, obstacles. What are they? The things we perceive that get in the way of us having what we want. Financial woes, perhaps not making enough money to have what you desire. Maybe a partner stands in your way of doing what you would like to do. Or maybe it's a job that keeps you tied in many ways without the freedom to do what you truly desire. You may feel stuck due to a contract or an agreement. And sometimes we're trying to force an issue that the universe doesn't feel suits us or isn't our highest and best good. Maybe we want a house that's too big or too expensive or not efficient for us to use. Maybe a move to another city isn't supportive for your growth or good for your family at this particular time. Maybe a relationship with a certain person doesn't help you grow but stunts you. There are many ways to see things differently. And one of the things that we can do is look at the problem from a different perspective. And I want you to Hold on and and listen to the very end because I'm going to be sharing exactly how to do that. So when we ask questions, the universe has to respond. Now, the universe may tell you, like me, it's not time yet. It's not your home or simply not yet. I've heard all of these things. I've also heard, as I hung the final piece of artwork on a wall, Now that you've got your house finished, it's time to think about moving, or it's time to move. And it seems as soon as I get settled somewhere, it's time to go somewhere else. But when we force our will upon a subject, things can go badly. We may pay too much or not get all our needs met or miss something entirely if we force something to happen. Forcing things before their time can mean a bad or wrong move. We or others could suffer greatly if we force something to happen before it is divine timing. Now, the words divine timing used to frustrate the heck out of me. My first spiritual teacher used to say to me all the time, it needs to be in divine timing. I was always looking for a relationship to fulfill me, to make me happy, until I realized that relationship needed to be with me. But divine timing is what makes things happen like greased lightning. Things can seem simply to happen effortlessly when we wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, even if it's years now this story that I'm about to embark on illustrates exactly that now I am coming to you today from Boulder Colorado it is where two of my children are another one lives just south of here in, in uh, is it Aurora some a city um, but anyway all my children live in Colorado and they have been here for some time so I had been wanting to move back to Colorado for eight years. And the answer that I always got was it is not your home. It is not your home. It is not your home. Until recently. So I'm going to go back in time to give you a little bit of background as to how this all took place. And maybe it'll help you understand obstacles, their purpose and how we can release them. Okay. So now, going back. Going back, let's see. Now, I, I just wanna say, I got here in, in Boulder last Saturday, which was June 27th, and I left Boulder October 22nd, 2012, with my daughter. Now, like I said, since that time, I was told it's not your home. I was able to move all over California. I had three different moves, but not back to Boulder until this past Venus-Mercury embedded retrograde and took place. The Venus retrograde ended and the Mercury retrograde was in full effect. And I'm gonna clarify the retrograde periods for you. So the Venus retrograde is when the planet Venus appears to be going backward as it slows down. You know what it feels like when you're in a parked car in a parking lot and the, ve- the vehicle next to you starts to roll backwards and you feel like your car is moving. Well that's what a retrograde kind of is. It's when the planets slow down and appear to be going in a backwards direction. So a retrograde period is a time when old friends and lovers can surface from the past. Uh, People are more prone to to check out or transition during this time. I'm talking about crossing over into the other realms. Um, It's a time to plan, regroup, recycle, clear out closets, and let go. A retrograde is a good time to travel back to a place you've been to, but not such a good time to go to a place for the first time. The first time I went to India was during a Mercury retrograde. And now retrograde periods affect communication. They can also affect travel, computers, cell phones. So you don't want to buy a computer or buy a cell phone during this time. And during a Venus retrograde, anything that you you purchase, you're probably likely to, to think that, geez, I paid way too much for it as soon as the retrograde ends. Okay. So when I went to India, I, (laughs) I traveled. My first flight was canceled. My connection canceled, had to race to another plane so that I wouldn't miss my flight to India. When I got to India, my bag was missing and I didn't have a suitcase for five days. So those types of things can happen during a mercury retrograde. And so we are going to be in this mercury retrograde until July the 26th. So navigating a retrograde needs to be done carefully for most people because tempers can flare. You may find um, people cut you off. You're more likely to get the bird as they drive by. Um, You know, we can spend too much for something or decide that what we Did buy during the retrograde isn't what we wanted. If we get our hair cut or colored when the retrograde ends, we may not like it very much. So those are all sort of some of the things that can take place. So the story I want to share with you uh, will help you illustrate overcoming challenges and obstacles, and you may find these events rather remarkable So, I've moved around a lot. I grew up in Toronto. I've moved to Montreal when I was a flight attendant, then Maryland, England, back to Maryland, then Marietta, Georgia. And Georgia is where this story begins. I arrived in Georgia in 1989, and I met my husband Rich right after my father passed away in 1995. Rich and I lived separately in Georgia until, uh, let's see, was it 1995? And uh, so for almost 30 years, we both lived in that state. And seven years after our divorce, we both received guidance to leave Georgia within the same two-week period. Coincidence? I don't think so. We both exited the state within two weeks of one another. I sold my landscaping business, all my equipment, and most of my furniture. I shipped a few things and my daughter Ariel and I drove with our cats and my dog in my little Honda to Boulder, Colorado. Rich went to North Dakota to work in the oil fields where he planned to make a great deal of money quickly as I was guided to move to Boulder. The interesting thing was when I called to tell him about my move and I was very nervous about it, I didn't think that he would Um, approve and we had a contract where I was supposed to stay in the same state and let my daughter finish high school there and he said interesting I was going to ask you if you would move out west so that I would be able to see Ariel on my weekly time off once a month very interesting how that happened so I moved to Boulder with my daughter I felt very uneasy about Rich going to North Dakota. And I told him so. I actually uh, predicted his death at, um, at that place. I felt like he wasn't going to make it back and he didn't. So we'll, we'll t- tell you a little bit more about that in just a moment. So he was happy that he got to see Ariel once um, for a whole week during each each month. And we celebrated Ariel's 16th birthday in a park in Boulder, May 21st in 2012. And that was the last time that either Ariel or I saw Rich alive. Rich was a very um, avid fitness uh, guy. He did a lot of running. He ran marathons and half marathons, um, lifted weights, very fit. He had been a physical education teacher earlier before starting a uh, Home building business, but 26 years in a row he ran the Peachtree Road Race, which is significant. The Peachtree Road Race happens on July the 4th, and of course this year there's probably not going to be one because of COVID, unfortunately. But he was a great influence on both of my boys, um, teaching them how to work out and um, actually encouraging them to to both run. And to this day, they both lift weights, and um, my oldest son still continues to run. Okay, so July the 4th, 2012, he was in North Dakota. It was the first time in 27 years that Rich didn't run the Peachtree Road Race, and he died that day. He fell asleep while meditating. He uh, was found with his arms crossed over his chest and a smile on his face. And I happened to know that he would meditate with his arms crossed over his chest. I happened to be on my way to Toronto for my mother's 90th birthday when I received the call from Rich's boss. I remember receiving that phone call and collapsing on the sidewalk. I couldn't stand You know, as an intuitive, the the thing that you don't want to happen is to be accurate when you predict someone's death. It's not something that we ever want to be right about. And you know, sometimes we're directed to do something or move somewhere and we think it's for one reason and the truth is it's for something totally different. I thought that the reason we moved to Boulder was for my business. When my business really didn't take off until we moved to California. And so the reason we were in Boulder was so that Ariel could see her father the last 10 months of his life on a regular basis. So after Rich passed and he was 52, he was very young, um, Ariel struggled with school and she she had some issues with her her immune system, when I was on my way to North Dakota to pick up Rich's belongings and his truck for, for my daughter, um, we're very connected and we were s- especially connected back then. As I was viewing the area and starting to cry because I knew you know, that he had worked in that, in that place and had been in the oil fields. Ariel could feel it. She started to cry and she was at school. And when the crying started, she couldn't stop. And her immune system tanked. She ended up having some issues as if she was on chemo. She had blisters inside her mouth and throat. Um, She had a fever, high fever. Um, She was unable to eat. She lost about 15 pounds grieving for her father you know it's obvious it was obvious to me she couldn't attend school she couldn't stop crying i tried to get her into a um school grief counseling but was told it was too soon she needed to wait three months and i knew she needed help right then so we tried various schools in the boulder area and it was obvious it wasn't um, the right situation for her so i I pulled her out of school. A friend of hers was moving to Rosamond, California, and his mother spoke to me and said, you know, if you come to Rosamond, you could get a house for a third of what you're paying for that apartment in Boulder. And so I asked my daughter, would you like to move? She said yes, because everything in Boulder reminded her of her father. So within a couple of weeks, we moved to Rosamond, California, packed our belongings into a trailer and towed it across the country. And even before, and this is key, even before we got there, I started looking at houses and apartments. And this little house looked like a shack to me from the outside, kept appearing every time I started searching for Houses for rent, apartments for rent. The first house that came up was this little three-bedroom house. And we spent five days at her friend's house. We had our dog in the truck because they had dogs. Cats in a kennel that slept in the bedroom with us. It was not very comfortable, but they were very warm and friendly to us. So within five days, I knew I had to find a place And I finally, after looking at all kinds of places, ignoring that one house that kept coming up, I finally looked at the three-bedroom house. When we get signs from the universe, it will keep materializing and keep materializing. How about this one? How about this one? How about this one? We need to examine what the universe sends our way, whether it's a relationship or a home, or an opportunity, if it keeps appearing and the universe is sending it to us, it may be way greater than we ever imagined. And this little house was totally renovated inside. It was brand new tile, new carpet, new paint, new plaster, new everything. I had wanted a Mission Style California home with tiles on on the roof. But the universe had other ideas. This house was perfect for us and less than a third of the rent I paid in Boulder. So, um, moving to Rosamond was, was an easy thing. Moving into that house was easy for us. Everything flowed because the obstacles were removed for us, it was meant to be. So we agreed to take this little house It had a fenced-in backyard. It was perfect. I had an office. My daughter had one bedroom. I had the other. But Ariel hated California. She wanted to return to Boulder. And it was understandable. It was the place she came to grieve and recover from after her father's passing. I healed deeply in the desert. I loved the freedom. I chose to stay. As soon as Ariel graduated, I helped her get back. To boulder so after six years in the desert I hung my last picture on the wall and was told it was time to move but I didn't know where so I always have this conversation with the universe and my guides and I asked who should I talk to about moving and I had a vision of a friend who was a oneness blessing trainer that I'd known for four years I saw her face and I said, OK, so I was going to a oneness blessing event at her house that night. And I asked her, do you know of anybody that has a place for rent? And she points to herself. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I have a guest house. Now, her guest house was lovely, her property beautiful. It was on a couple of acres. It was a horse ranch with horses and goats and it was my cup of tea amazingly (laughs) the rent was more than double what I was paying at the house and I said to her geez I you know I don't know if I could do that and she said well you know there's another way around see the obstacle was the rent and I said geez I don't know if I could do that and she said well if you feed and muck the horses you can you can rent the place for half price so that's what I did for six months and my income grew living in that beautiful environment. And while I was there, the beach kept calling me. I had driven 92 miles from Rosamond to Santa Barbara at least once a month for an entire year from New Hall, where I was living on this ranch. It was closer. It took only an hour and a half. But I longed to be nearer the beach. And it had always been a dream of mine. Eighteen months later, I could feel the door opening for another move. And I asked, should I live in San Diego? No. Santa Barbara? No. Ojai? Yes. What a difference in the vibration. Yes, lit up for me. Ojai? Yes. I watched for the signs and signals. There were many messages. I was guided every day to look for a place. I began looking at guest houses. That's what I was living in. And everyone seemed to be either treeless or with little privacy, and none of them would agree to pets, and I had a bunch of them. A real estate agent sent me a link to a Coldwell Banker courtesy listing for rentals. The very first listing at the top of the page was for an apartment in an orange grove in Ojai with the use of an in-ground pool, and guess what? Pets were welcome. The price $8.50 850 a month. Okay. So I knew this apartment was meant for me and I got it quite easily. What I will say, it was teeny tiny, like a railway car. It was very small. I had to eliminate a lot of my belongings. I had to let go. You know, my new next-door neighbor vouched for me. I there was another person buying for the property, and she said she thought I'd make a better tenant. So my landlord, a delightful man in his early 90s, beautiful man, was, he was the sweetest landlord I've ever had. His wife had had a stroke, and my next-door neighbor was her caregiver, and I visited him regularly. My dogs and my cats were welcome in his home. It was as if the entire property was ours, even though we lived in a tiny apartment at the back of his home. Now, it's a good thing. I was fairly slim or I wouldn't have navigated the tight space in the bathroom. The bathroom sink was as small as a commercial liner. But you know what? A commercial airliner. I didn't complain. I loved that little place. I had orange trees and grapefruit trees all around me. I could eat as much as I wanted. Avocados fell at my feet. I lived in a quiet little place where I could see stars at night and hear the hoots of owls calling to one another from the trees. While I was there, I saw a black bear. I saw a mountain lion and and a cub. I saw skunks and, and let's see, what else did I see? Uh, all kinds of wildlife. It was a fabulous time for me. I met and made excellent friends playing team trivia at the vine. Had a very social time in Ohi. It was greater than anything I had experienced till now and I loved Ojai. So at the end of May while I was walking down the beach with Yoda, my little dog, I was questioned by my guides. Which do you prefer? The beach or family? I thought that was a strange question, but it was a no-brainer to me. The beach is lovely, but family is my first love. I love my grown children that I call my adults. So, But each time that I thought and wanted to move back to Boulder, I was told, no, it's not your home. Well, that question that came to me was two days before I drove to Boulder, Colorado for my daughter Ariel's 24th birthday. Yes, she's grown up quite a bit. So almost as soon as I arrived, my oldest son asked me, so you came to spend one birthday with one child. What about my birthday? What about your other kid? Aren't you going to spend my birthday with me? And so he says, why don't you just extend your, your trip a little bit? (laughs) <laughs> by two two weeks so i spent his birthday with him too 39th birthday i can work from anywhere i asked my pet sitter and my neighbor if they could help me out with my cats which they did it worked out so instead of staying six days i stayed 21 had a fabulous time learning to rollerblade with my kids and i even got a new client the morning before i left to go back to california I returned to California in record time, less than 24 hours, 23 hours and 19 minutes. And as soon as I got into my apartment, I sat on the edge of my bed and I heard a ding as an email came in. And I knew that was an email I should look at. I love the way the universe works. So I opened my email on my phone and it was from Boulder Housing Partners. Are you still interested in an apartment in Boulder? So you heard for eight years, I I heard, not your home, not your home, not your home. After spending three weeks. So here's the thing. I was asked, how about staying longer? I didn't say no. I said yes. I, I asked. I asked my pet sitter. I asked my neighbor to help. They were happy to do so. It came easily and effortlessly. Because I said yes, the universe offered me a gift. How about an apartment in Boulder, Colorado? So I will tell you also now, my landlord was 90, almost 92. And as I got the hit that my ex-husband was going to pass, I got the same kind of feeling about him. I knew my time in Ojai was coming to an end the universe was offering me the bridge to Boulder. So there had been a lottery earlier in the year, I missed by two days. And when I discovered I missed the lottery, I sent an email anyway. And I said, when is the next lottery? I told them how old I was, and I am very interested. And, you know, I missed the lottery, but guess what? All the obstacles were removed when things are right and doors open the universe removes the obstacles So not only was I invited to come to Boulder For an apartment that I got to pick the view I wanted The apartment was brand new Nobody'd ever lived in it. I had three choices I could pick which direction to face. They contacted me. Pets were allowed. I said, Well, I have more than two pets. I wanted to be honest. I have always felt that honesty is the best policy. I've not been able to lie since 2012. I said, I have three cats and a dog. Now, one of my cats is almost non existent. She's nearly 20 years old. She's very well behaved, and my little dog. Is a good little guy too. So, anyway, they said the pets weren't a problem. They had rules. They were breaking the rules for me. Wi-Fi was already installed. There's underground parking, so I didn't have to wipe snow off my car in the winter time. This new apartment is in the center of shopping, half a mile from restaurants and the, the, the center of Boulder right on Foothills Parkway, the fast path to everywhere. It has a balcony overlooking the mountains. I have 10 times the cabinets I had in that little apartment in Ohio. I have a dishwasher, laundry facility on my floor. I don't have to go out to do laundry. No one had lived in my apartment within walking distance of my favorite walnut cafe that serves pie. now, What had changed in eight years? A lot. I had healed the narcissistic abuse from my mother completely. I was in a very different place. My income was greater. I was much more self-assured, confident, happy, calmer, more centered, focused, less judgmental, more accepting, more loving, The time away from my family allowed me to heal completely. It was time to be back home with my family. So I met all the requirements. I had to prove my income as an entrepreneur. And, you know, I didn't want to sign the contract during a Venus retrograde. And interestingly enough, when the final approval happened, it was the day after the Venus retrograde had ended. Now, what did I tell you about the Venus retrograde? If I had signed during the Venus retrograde, I would have felt I paid too much for the apartment. That didn't happen. So the final approval was slightly delayed, which helped me to sign the contract during a much more auspicious time. Delays happen during retrogrades, and it's not a great thing to sign a contract during a retrograde period. But a Mercury retrograde is better than a Venus retrograde. So I acted in faith. I started getting rid of all of my belongings. I started packing things up. And I looked at the best way to ship things. And I have to say, I was stressed beyond belief because people told me I couldn't pull a trailer with my Lexus. Yep. And then two friends told me otherwise. I looked into all sorts of shipping. I looked into pods. I looked into shipping a pallet. Those were so challenging because you had only so much space. So two friends told me otherwise. You can pull a trailer. And my sweet landlord also told me the same thing he said your car is perfectly capable of pulling a trailer so I rented the smallest trailer possible I got rid of a ton of stuff and I want to say here I was not wanting this move out of selfish reasons I was doing it because my middle son said mom we are working on a grandchild for you we would love to have you closer my oldest son asked me the same thing. I'd love to have you closer. I'd like to spend more time with you. And my daughter had been struggling and really needed to have a parent close by. And since her dad had been gone since 2012, it was time. And I already had clients in Boulder and Denver. So this was a win-win. It wasn't for selfish reasons that I was going back to Colorado. So now obstacles may not be real when we look at them differently. When I made the decision to pull the trailer, it was the least expensive way. It was easier for me than getting the pallet. It was easier than having a pallet picked up by a transport company, especially when I had to be um, dead on with the weight. So if my weight was too heavy, they would charge me. Um, what do you call penalties which I sure didn't want to pay so let's look at the obstacles that you're facing maybe the obstacle in your life is where it is for a reason maybe divine timing isn't in your favor at the moment how can you look at your situation differently Do you need to forgive yourself or others? Is there something you're supposed to learn? Is there a past pattern that needs to heal? Are you acting for the good of all or are you wanting to make this decision out of selfish reasons? So when we begin to look at the obstacles differently It begins to change. We have to use our higher faculties. So what are higher faculties? Perception is one. Perception is how you see something. You know, you you can change the way you look at something, and it will change completely. When I first was told to get a little trailer for my car, the first thing I thought it was, well, there's no bumper. How can I put a trailer hitch on my car? There's no bumper. But there are other options. They could mount a trailer hitch to the undercarriage of the car, not the bumper. So there's always another way. Ask, what is another way? How can I see this differently? What's a different perspective that I could have? how could i look at this differently when we begin to look at the obstacle it changes you know one of the obstacles i had was a bed i had a queen size bed with a headboard and a frame you know lovely wooden frame it was a nice bed i couldn't give it away that was an obstacle. I couldn't leave Colorado California, rather, I couldn't leave California until the bed was gone. And you know what happened? My friend Phil said, "Let me take it to the dump for you." So he removed the obstacle. It's like I was asking, how can I get rid of this bed? I don't know how can. I was thinking the only way I could get rid of it was to give it away or sell it. Nobody wanted it. Why? You know, here we are in days of COVID. Nobody wants a bed that somebody else is sleeping on. Maybe, you know, they might get COVID from me. I can understand why somebody wouldn't want a used mattress right now or maybe ever. So it was time. Let it go. Send it to the dump. $35. It was a small price to pay. And actually, in fact, Phil paid it for me. (laughs) So I had lots of help. And that's the thing is that we're not alone. We're never alone. How can I get help? How can I see this differently? Who could show up to help me with this issue? Who do I know that knows more about this than I do? Ask questions. Asking questions and looking at the issue from a different perspective will change the way it looks. Now, I will say instantly, when I began to pull the trailer and it was tugging on my car and pulling because it wasn't full, it was empty initially, and then practicing in Nordoff High School parking lot, backing up wasn't easy, and I thought, I'll never get this down. Phil made me back up with the trailer. But you know what? We can master a new skill, and I did. So we have got to use our higher faculties. We use our will. We use our perception. We use our intuition. I was listening when I got that email I knew it was something I needed to respond to immediately. Yes, I responded to the email. I said, yes, I'm interested in an apartment in Boulder. But you know what I did next? I went, heck, I'm going to call this guy. What time is it? It's not 5 o'clock in Boulder. I'll call him right now. I picked up the phone, and you know what? He answered. And because I was the first one to phone him, guess what? I was the first One to get my pick. We have to act. We have to use our higher faculties. We need to look at things differently. Will. What is will? The will is our personal fortitude, our personal desire. It is what spurs us on. It is that Thing that makes us want something it is the inner drive. Now there are times that when we use our will, we try to make something happen we try we talked about this earlier try to force something to happen before it's time that it, it could be challenging. When we work with the universe in divine timing things go much easier. We also have to use our reason. Logic, you can't just go with intuition. Women have a tendency to just use intuition. We need to have that masculine aspect, that beautiful aspect that men have. Logic, sometimes sometimes we lack logic. It's a very important part of our higher faculties. And then, of course, we've got memory. So how can our memory help us? Well, we can look back at what did we learn from our previous experience? What did I do in my last place that maybe didn't lead to the best outcome? Well, I'll tell you, when I lived on the ranch in Newhall, I didn't have good, strong boundaries with my landlady. I let her push me around. I let her boss me around. I didn't stand up for myself. And so when I moved to Ojai, when my neighbor attempted to push me around, I said, do not mistake kindness for weakness because that would be folly. Just because I'm kind does not mean I'm weak. And when we have good, strong boundaries, we let people know we won't be pushed around. We have self-respect and we stand up for what we believe in. And then people respect us. Okay. Obstacles. So I have an exercise. I promised you an exercise. All right. So what you need to do is write down any issue or goal where you would like to feel a shift in your perception or how you view the challenge. So write it down on a piece of paper. That's the first step. Now what you want to do is gaze at that piece of paper that you've written your description of the problem in a way to direct your focus on its energy. Now this is really important. You're going to, first of all, you're going to write a description of the problem in a special way so that you can focus on the energy of it. And then gazing at this problem until the energies in you, not in the paper, in you begin to shift. Remember what I said earlier. When we look at the obstacle from a different perspective. When we look at it from a different way, a different place, it begins to change. Our awareness, our noticing, begins to shift the problem. So you're gonna feel this new energy emerging. You may not understand it, continue gazing at the problem. Keep going until the energies have shifted completely and new breakthroughs begin emerging in your mind. Now, for me, it was, well, I'm not going to use pods, too expensive. I'm not going to use a palette, too cumbersome, too challenging. And then I may end up not being able to take what I want to take and be left with a bunch of stuff at the end. The trailer was the easiest thing. And although it was considerable. It was the cheapest way. Not to mention, I had it with me. It was with me. So I'm going to go through this again. Now this is um, a Napoleon Hill process that he used and talked about in Think and Grow Rich. And Bob Proctor has a, a YouTube video about it. So I'm going to go over this one more time so whatever your issue or goal is where you feel you would like to shift your perception and that is how you view this obstacle or challenge write it down and you're going to write it down describing it in a way to direct your focus on its energy The second part is to gaze at that piece of paper where you've written the description of your problem or obstacle. Number three, persistently gaze at the problem until the energies in you begin to shift. The energies in you begin to shift. You're going to get ideas. Things are going to start to pop up like popcorn. You may start to think in ways that you hadn't considered previously. You may not understand it, so continue gazing at the problem. You could even ask, how could I see this differently? How could I look at this in a way that new ideas or perceptions emerge, asking questions always shifts my energy. I find the fastest way to manifest what I want is to ask questions. So keep going. Keep persistently gazing at this problem, this piece of paper. You can even get up and sit on the other side of the table and look at it from the other perspective, physically the other perspective. So while you're focusing on this obstacle, you're going to see and feel new breakthroughs begin to emerge in your mind. You may not understand, just stay there with it and continue to reflect upon what your mind is telling you. Now, I hadn't seen this particular tool or process but I use something similar when I thought my husband was screwing around on me I sat down with my computer and I started asking questions why did this happen and I would type I would answer and How did I feel when that happened? Why did he do this? Why did he say this? I just started a process of questioning, questioning, questioning. Each question leading to another, which leads to a change in your awareness. So whatever the obstacle is, focusing on it, giving it your full attention, will shift the way you feel. Remember, we have to use our higher faculties, our perception, how you see something. You change the way you look at something, and it will change completely. Change the way you look at something, and it will change completely. So let's say your issue is your grandmother is living with you. It's a very uncomfortable situation. It's been going on long enough. How can this be different? How can I see this from a difference, different perspective or standpoint? How could I look at this problem from a different way? How could I see it differently? Focus on the issue. Maybe the issue is that you have a goal, but you don't have the amount of money that you need to achieve that goal. How could I see things differently? Is there some way that I could rearrange the monies I do have? Is there some way that I could put a hold on A expense so that I could focus on B expense? How could I do things differently with my money? How could I use the money I have in a different way so that it's more supportive for me? There's always another way. But until we begin to look differently at the issue, nothing changes. You know, there's a scientific experiment where the scientists were shining light through A hole in something, uh, the exact experiment, I can't remember, but the end result was what the scientists found was that their watching of the experiment taking place changed the outcome. So you cannot bring awareness to something without change happening. It's impossible. So, what is it you need to be aware of that you haven't been aware of before? What perspective do you have that needs to shift? How can you find gratitude for the situation that you have? How, instead of feeling like you are being put upon, that you are in the receiving zone? How can I feel like I'm receiving something beautiful and beneficial? For me and my family, how can I look at this differently? How you see something is your perception. The way you look at something. When you change the way you look at something, it will change completely. Your perspective changes. That is why I recommend gratitude. You know, when I lived in that little dinky apartment, that tiny little apartment with the, I had four cabinets below the sink. When my I was visiting my son, he kept complaining about the size of his kitchen. And I kept telling him, your kitchen is four times the size of mine. When you begin to see something differently, you begin to feel differently about it. How can you see your situation, your life, the obstacles differently so that you feel differently about it? Okay. So... I always have a little segment on bullshit versus truth. And tonight, my bullshit is that pushing your energy can make anything happen. Well, you know, to some degree, that is truth. However, acting with the universe makes things go much more smoothly. And when we push our will from a selfish perspective, it is not necessarily a win-win. I hope you've enjoyed this hour looking at life and obstacles from a very different perspective. And I want to tell you that I am here in Boulder, Colorado with all of my children, my adults, wishing you a very happy and freedom day tomorrow, July the 4th. And I hope this freedom reigns for you no matter where you are every day of the week. And let's get back to loving us. I'm Jennifer Elizabeth Masters. I am back to loving me. Have a beautiful night. Thank you for being here. I love you. I'm going back, I'm going back to loving me. High and low, hot and cold. I looked everywhere for what I need. But now I know, now I know.